You are listening to BYA Bushwood. It is part of the Bet Your Ash podcasting network, BYAPN, BAPN. And sometimes when we be yapping, we be cursing. Just a heads up. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. This is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Bro, Hotel AC is always... It's like loud as shit, right? Decimals long. It's always loud. Let's go while we're young. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. B-Y-A Bushwood. We are back. That is Brock White. He is the B-Appin live golf correspondent and regular co-host of the Nebraska Hour. And I'm, oh, and he's in Louisiana. And I'm just McGee. I am in Florida. Specifically, I'm right next to where I used to live. I'm in Dania Beach, Florida. I am right near the airport in Fort Lauderdale. And um, we're back with a special edition, a special episode of BYA Bushwood to kind of talk about the first season of Live Golf in like like a macro view. And like what to expect in going into season two. So first and foremost, welcome back, Brock White. It's always nice to join such an just hardworking, good looking, talented man, producer, DJ, just <laughs> retired. Extraordinaire like yourself, well, McGee. You got the good looking part right. The rest of it I could take issue with, but I just can't argue with the point that I am a, a good looking individual. I figure I threw that one in there. You wouldn't shoot down all the other. Yeah, all the others we could make an argument against, but I'm, I definitely am an attractive man. Um, let's talk golfing. Live golf. Season one. Going into this. Uh, well, let's not talk about me personally. Let's talk about you personally. Was season one of Live Golf a success or a failure by Live Golf standards? From their no, perspective. I think they had a successful year. I think they think they had a successful year. I also think it was very successful. Uh, I kind of liken it to a TV show. You know, the pilot, they had some things to work through. But as the season went, you know, some storylines developed and they added new characters. Event <laughs> yeah. <to> event. <laughs> and, you know, we're all just sitting here excited for, uh, you know, February season two. This is an interesting this is an interesting way to look at it. We have a do you remember Family Matters? I think there oh, was yeah. there was another child who kind of just disappeared after the first season when the writers realized that the neighbor was going to be such a big role. Yeah. uh, Eddie and Vanessa had a younger sister. Right. This goes all the way back to happy times 
when there was another brother living like above the attic or something in the, I mean, above the garage or something in the first season who just kind of stopped showing up in episodes because they realized the Fonz was such a, so important to the story. Well, that's like uh, in season one of Seinfeld, uh, Kramer had a dog. <laughs> I did not know that. This is and good. They, they cut they cut the dog out. Yeah. That dog just, he was just too difficult to work with, damn it. Well, they, you know, changed the dog out for Elaine Bennis. So that's probably a good move. <laughs> I think that a lot of shows we could go through, we could go through this. And there's a lot of shows that have to kind of adjust their storyline or adjust their 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 character lineup and they realize those those needs in in you know midway into the first season. Yeah, and that's you know we're waiting for season 2 to start here in February. I'm excited about what new characters is Live Golf going to add or is anybody or do you and let me ask you this. Do you think it would be possible for one of these guys that was on like the Niblicks or the Ironheads or High Flyers, you know, kind of at the bottom of the the team standings for mm -hmm. year one. Do you think they go to Q school and well, get their I, PGA Tour card back? Or do you think they'd be allowed? Like, I I would free? imagine that there is some sort of avenue that they could negotiate if they're saying, "Hey, I wasn't, I wasn't someone who left." Who left, you know what I mean? Who left like a big, a big position? Like I was just taking, I was taking a live. Like that's that was the option for me. You know what I mean? I didn't have the option to go, <laughs> you know, to go be in big PGA events. And now, like, let me go earn the card back, um, or or earn the card for the first time in some cases. Uh, but I don't know that to be the case, man. I would, I would think that. The PGA not doing it would be a bad look. It's petty on their part. Now, I also think that at some point, Live Golf is going to get to the point where there's two levels. There's an A level. There's an A level and a B level with the winners from B level events placing into the A level, you know, and vice versa. There'll be relegation and promotion with different terminology. Um, so I think the I think the live the live situation will lead to their own their own kind of uh, a minor league isn't the right word developmental developmental league or what whatever you want to phrase you want to call it. Yeah, almost like each each live team would have like almost like a practice squad. Now that would be cool to have like, like your your four spots on the main on the main level and maybe a team of a team of three or something that you're sending to the B level events and you have a chance to develop some talent or to send people down to rehab from an injury and bring somebody up who's playing well right now or something like that you know I think that would be smart um well, and they're talking about thinking... selling naming rights to to these teams too they're talking about some you know i, I don't know exactly who but let's say adidas or puma being becomes the naming in the naming rights of this of team fill in the blank and some other entity callaway has a team over here or whatever see i kind of agree with that's where it's going to end up mm -hmm. i mean the saudi like the saudi funders don't need the money 
But if they want this thing to go, which I would assume they do, you need a team Adidas, a team Foot right. Joy. Uh, well, and you need that. You need that partnership. We're right. You need that that help. Uh, I think part of it, of- part of selling those off as separate teams, plays into um, the captaincy concepts. Like you notice how Bubba Bubba Watson was a part of a team, even though he wasn't always playing. Well, he's gonna obviously whoever. It'll probably be one of his sponsors. Whoever ends up buying that team will be, he'll have a piece of it, you know? Um, and there'll be ownership and, and, and stakes in the game that um, the PGA doesn't have uh, available to players. Well, and even with the sponsorships, you could like keep the, the original names. Like you could have like the Foot Joy Fireballs, the Puma Punch. Oh yeah, crushers! Hey, stop it! Stop giving away free game. All right, they should be paying you for that. You're smart as shit. That's really good, Brock. I just like alliteration. I love alliteration. It's awesome. Puma Punch is a really good fuck. Like you, you nailed it, bro. You nailed it, bro. That one, that one felt good. (laughs) That one felt good. So let me ask you, what, who is the biggest? I mean, there was no surprises at first, all right? Dustin Johnson, like, was obviously jumping. Sergio Garcia made it known months in advance <laughs> that he was jumping. Um, what golfer was, like, the biggest surprise for you to, to have jumped from PGA over to Live this year? Um, Man, that's a really good question, McGee. Yeah, man. Four uh, years Smith. of podcasting, you'd figure I'd get one good one out. Uh, Cam Smith, uh, yeah. just with his performance. At the, I mean, we all knew he's an open champion golfer of the year, but just with his move and his performance the last day in Miami, how awesome was that to watch? You know, yeah. Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson going, you know, toe to toe, blow for blow. That was. You could have scripted an ending to the season any better. He's Australian, right? Correct. See, I, I, I'm, I was less, I was less surprised by the, by any international guys jumping because why? What's like seriously? Honestly, I don't even understand why Rory is so. um, What's the word? Like uh, in bed with the PGA because. The international guys, their their loyalty. I mean, it's the it's the professional golfers of America. It's not even like representing. It's not the president. It's not the professional golfers of the world. You know. So I the the international guys. I I didn't. I was never surprised by any of them jumping to live. The one that surprised me the most was Bubba Watson. It just didn't seem like the kind of guy who wanted to have his name in the same sentence as the words Saudi and Arabia. And I was really impressed that he was, he sees it. He recognizes this is the path to a more inclusive global game. And um, and from everything he's talked about, he recognizes the need for multiple professional tours. And it seems like he's, he's, he's in it for all the right reasons. I was just surprised that he was the guy, that he was one of the guys that jumped. And I think he's kind of made it okay for a lot of other people to follow suit. Well, just going back to Rory, it came out this week that his whole feud with Greg Norman 
apparently started over one conversation where he felt that Greg Norman was condescending to him. I mean, I, but everybody says Greg Norman's a douchebag. So, like, it's not yeah, a surprise. Right. But then he, just because Greg Norman's involved, he writes his tour off and, you know, tries to jump in Tiger's hip pocket to, you know, badmouth all the live guys. And, boy, Rory, Rory McIlroy in live would have been probably bigger than DJ in my mind. Like, Oh, agreed. Like, that could have been a big, big deal, but... You know, he chose to do what he did. Uh, I wasn't like you said, we're talking about the international guys. I expected them to play well because it's so hard for them to get to America, be on the PGA tour and do their thing. I get it. But I was just I really enjoyed like learning some of the names of these guys that, you know, if, if I just watched the PGA tour, because that's all there is to watch in professional golf. I never would have got to learn about these guys. Like, uh, I think it was Team Torque had the four Japanese dudes. And you kind of learn there's Like, it was just super cool. And, in, you know, Live Golf really is global. They, uh, you know, started off with offices in the U.S. and the U.K. And now they're building offices, I believe, in Asia and Australia to kind of, like, spread their brand and make it truly global so that everybody not only can enjoy their events, you know, they added three new events. Uh, they're just truly growing it globally. Well, and let's, let's, let's go right there. You, you mentioned it. I was going to ask it. It's, it's almost like you knew where I was going. Um, the, what are the three new events that they're adding for? So they did what 14 or 15 this year? No, they did, I think, 11. 11, and they're going to 14. Correct. I knew 14 was in the conversation somewhere. Yeah. So where are the where are the three? Are they doing – and all the 11 are returning? Yes, they're just wow. adding the three. Okay, and which three are they adding, or where are they adding? Uh, they're adding – they're actually kicking it off in Mayacoba, Mexico. I think that's right. Oh. At El Chameleon. Mayacoba sounds. I don't know where. I don't know where in Mexico it is, but it sounds beautiful. But uh, it'll, you know, be interesting to see how Live, you know, changes the setup to you know match their background for their event in February. Yeah, I was going for a chameleon pun there, but I don't think it really landed. It didn't land. I didn't. I was like, what is he talking about? All right, we'll just we'll just edit, clip that one out. We're not we'll going to clip in. that out. We're definitely leaving it in. We're definitely right. leaving it in. Let the people know how much of an idiot they're dealing with here. <laughs> I think that's the only reason people like that should be the tagline of the podcast network as a whole of B Appen. It should be like where you get to hear idiots yap. Where idiots B Appen. <laughs> well. I'll only speak for myself. <laughs> um, all right. So where else are they adding? That's Mayacopa. They're adding Mayacopa, Mexico. Where else? Uh, in April, into April, we will be traveling to Sentosa Golf Club in Singapore. Holy shit. I bet that's going to be incredible. Kind of seems like it might be a party. 
kind of see, well, there's certain limits to the partying you can do in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Is that what they like, like cane, use those cane sticks to yeah, beat people? Don't spit on the ground. And then uh, the third one, right before, uh, you know, July 4th, we're going to go to Spain at Real Club Valderrama. Wow, that sounds familiar. Have we, uh, there might have been a, did they host a, did they host one of the international cups or something a couple years ago? I can't, I think it's on the Ryder Cup list for Europe. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm not, don't, don't like, I won't quote you. Come at me if I'm wrong, but it's just, I don't know if it's either that or they play like the European tour like one of their main events that because i haven't really looked at the courses yet i'll save that you know until we preview that actual event right but uh it just sounds so familiar it does dude it does now you know maybe it just shares aspects of the name or something with some other course but i feel like something i feel like uh it rings a bell we'll say um Oh, and just real quick, Greg, because uh, I touched on my preparation and looking into these courses, uh, I got to stop uh, going to these websites and sending membership requests. It's you have to, dude. We talked about this the other day. All right, it's out they're, of hand. It's out of they're, hand. They're never gonna let you join Trump. Trump around, no matter how much they say. Oh, send us money. Once they meet you, they're gonna say no thanks. I mean, I can go there, and they give me like a free weekend. That'd be fun, but they won't give that to you. So, and also, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a couple email chains going <laughs> with uh, some of the previous clubs. It's <laughs> a, it's out of hand. It's taking up way too much of my day. <laughs> so, um, it's interesting to me what the live golf uh, system has brought to us. You know, like brought to the game. What the the fact that they have teams has given a really interesting um, twist to the offseason, right? Like we've already seen, uh, I think one or two, one or two guys have switched teams. They've already had a rebrand. They've had a team change the name and come up with a new look and logo and stuff like that. Um, and I think that this is, yes, is one of the things that separates it, you know, that, that gives it, differentiates it from everything that's going on on the PGA Tour. But also, like, even in the offseason when they're not playing golf regularly, it gives us, and by us, it gives everybody something to talk about. It keeps, it keeps the game, the live, the live version of the game in the conversation even when they're not out on tour. Yeah, and I think that'll really help them as they continue to build this Live Golf brand because right now the PGA is kind of dormant. You know, they have some events here and there, like the PNC is really cool, uh, like the father-son tournament. But then anything else they do, you know, if Tiger or Rory doesn't show up, it's a bunch of no names. So what would you rather spend some free time on watching, you know, a bunch of guys who probably aren't going to 
wouldn't make the cut at the Masters or, you know, do a quick internet dive of, hey, I wonder if, you know, one of the live teams, like, have we had our first trade? Yeah. Like, yeah. has Brooks Kapka traded his brother to the four aces for a bag of potato chips? <laughs> That's going to make Thanksgiving dinner awkward at the house. Um, I think it's cool, man. I, I think it's, I think you say like, that's always been, uh, in a weird way, my favorite part of the NBA, of Major League Baseball, of, of the NFL is that in the offseason, there's free agents getting signed and there's a draft and there, there's, uh, you know, they're going to have, like, there's going to be some interesting things they're doing with the young guys that are coming up through the live system. You know, at some point, there's going to be a draft. Like, there's going to be, um, I don't know. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and it's what makes baseball such a great year-round sport. Is because oh, the World Series is over. Hey, it's hot stove season, baby. You're so weird. What do you mean? There's baseball? nothing that makes baseball a good sport. It's so boring. I thought you were a classy fellow. Oh, I guess you're I just mean, one of the. I regulars. like it when the Yankees are in the playoffs because it means all is right in America. Yeah, I think when the Cardinals are winning the World Series, all is right in America. You're weird. Um. So when does the live season kick off? On uh, Mayakoba, February. Where to go? Twenty fourth. Oh, just a few days after a certain friend of ours. Uh, birthday and by certain friend i mean me oh that's cool you were born around valentine's day i was born february 20th on the i'm i am a pisces on the aquarius cusp oh cool uh so you were born just after valentine's day and i was born because of my dad getting one valentine's day correct apparently (laughs) That's so funny. There's a, I think there's a lot of people like you that are born because of a Valentine's Day um, yeah, if you're, uh, adventure. Listen, folks, I hate that you have to hear this from me. If you're born in, you know, middle, late November, it's because your dad got one Valentine's Day right. <laughs> you're probably right, buddy. <laughs> um. So what's up? Are we going? Are we going down? Um, I don't plan on it. I'm not Are big... you allowed in Mexico? I think I'm too white. They might, they might be like, like not this gringo. I might, I want to go. All right. Well, maybe I'll check in from there. Either way, when we get closer to there, we'll have to preview, preview the, uh, the event and, um, and the whole season as a at large or as a whole, because I imagine there's going to be. Some big announcements leading up to the start of season two. They use these announcements as their commercials, as their attention getters. So I imagine anything that's being negotiated now, they're like, hey, let's hold off till January before we announce this so that they can capitalize on any, uh, you know, mm, hubaloo that comes. Hullabaloo? What's that? Hullabaloo. That comes with their announcement, you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, after a successful year one, once they, you know, get the ball rolling, these off-seasons of the futures, you know, I kind of think they could stage it out 
like you were saying with their announcements, like their off-season announcements. Oh, almost yeah. Almost like the NFL – yeah, almost like the NFL does with like the owners' meetings and stuff. Yeah, they so have when, the owners' meetings, and then a few weeks later they have OTAs start, and then a few weeks later they have the draft. Uh, you know, and, and there's the trade, or the first is actually the the free agency, and then trade opens up, trade window opens up, and then they have the draft. You know, uh, and it gives what it does is the NFL is very effectively turn themselves into a 12 uh, a 12 month conversation because of how they've scheduled their off season. Well, and if they're smart, they would save their uh like biggest announcements for like the Wednesday after the AFC NFC championship games. Are they still taking a week off or did they get gobble that up when they went to 8 18 week regular season. No, uh, it's still uh, two weeks mm. to the Super Bowl because they play the Pro Bowl. That's the right. Week. They play the Pro Bowl. I think that's when we're going to do the. Um, I keep everybody keeps hitting me up like, oh, you guys forgot the Ashes. We didn't forget the Ashes. We've just got it, the World Cup was played in fall. Like, we're busy, yo. We're gambling, man. So, uh, we're, I think we're going to do the Ashes that week, um, that Pro Bowl week, because it kind of it makes more sense to be timed there than in the middle of November, anyway. But we've uh, recently, the, the podcast network has recently turned four years old, like a week or two ago. Sweet. Good for yeah. you, McGee. Yeah. Um, I doubt we have another four years in us. We're all we're all getting tired, but uh, <laughs> you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see. I never think we we're going to do this for four years. That's for sure. When we first started, so who knows? Yeah, with Tim involved, you're lucky you made it four months. Yeah, it's he he's involved for four months, and then he has to take a few months off to recover, and then he's involved for four months, and then he has to take a few months off to recover. That's just how he is. It is it's just like it's never actually been an, an hour long, the Nebraska hour. It's also like we don't use the word weekly because it's never regular, you know. Well, it's it's an it's an hour if you time it on Tim time. <laughs> it is an hour as in we're going to start recording in like an hour or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should change name to the Nebraska in an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, um you and I will talk again later this week when we do the Nebraska Hour with the legend himself, Tim Nebraska. The legend himself. Uh, but this was fun, man. I'm glad we we talked a little live. Um, I'll be honest, man. This offseason, it's been busy with all the NFL and the World Cup coming on. And out, it not being in the summer has been, been a mess for me. But um, I, I can't wait for it to get started again. Yeah, and just uh, before we get out of here, uh... I'm not sure when you're going to post this, but uh, I believe it's December 7th and 8th on the Golf Channel. They'll be airing a little program about uh, Nota Begay Junior National Championship that was hosted at my new place of employment. So check oh, it out. Very cool. And this will actually be up the evening of the 7th. So um, yeah, anybody that's hearing this now, hop on. Uh, and and go watch that. That's cool that they played that at your course. Well, finish listening to the podcast first and then go. Well, you could. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Go to the channel that it's on. Hit pause. 
so that it just backs up and get ready. And that way, after you listen to the podcast, you can then hit play and fast forward through the commercials. You're a genius, McGee. You're right, I am. Um, all right, we are not allowed to just say goodbye on these. We are supposed to uh, tell the listeners some things. This has been BYA Bushwood. It is a part of the Bet Your Ash podcasting network, B-Y-A-P-N-B, yappin'. And you can listen to this podcast at betyourash.com or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And please share it with your friends and, like, review it and give it five stars and whatever else you can think of that might be able to help us. Um, oh, and we're on social media. The podcast is at Bet Your Ash Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Plus, both uh, Brock and I are on Twitter as well. Uh, I am at DJ Maniac McGee. And, I, you know, I used to live a different life. And you, my friend, Brock, is uh, at Brock White 86. Correct. Got I've it. been Brock White since 1986. So, you're a young man. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Brock, thank you so much for your time, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon, okay? Love you so much, McGee. Thanks for having me, and I'm Brock White. <laughs>